They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. Smoking out the window. <laughs> Must have spent 35, 45,000 up in Tiffany's. Oh, no! Got his badass kids running around my whole crib like a Chuck E. Cheese. Whoa! Whoa! Put me in a jam with his ex band in the UFC. Uh-huh. I can't believe it. What? I'm in disbelief. Huh? This. No. Got no. Got me paying his no. rent, paying for trips. Nope. He's got diamonds on his wrist, diamonds no. on. Enough. You notice how I changed it up a little bit? Good God. This episode's a dude. <laughs> Trevor, Listen. that was for you. I don't even know you what know we're what? doing. I guess we should probably have listened to that song instead of just faking our way through it. Uh, we should pretend that it didn't take 35 takes to get it that good. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Why, why, do you, why do you give them the secret sauce? Why do you pull back the window like that? Everybody likes the secret sauce. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, fast-forwarding and getting to this point. <laughs> Joining us on Thoughts at Rocket is the podcast that is about exchanging two, not one, but two pieces of, I think, life-changing yeah, I mean, advice. We try God. and do that in about a half hour. It's something worth something, mm-hmm. right? Listen, this show is sponsored by us. <laughs> We sponsor our own shit. All right. That's how we do it. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Mm -hmm. You may think that there are sponsors for this thing, but it's just us. Yeah. It's all smoke and mirrors. It is. It's Bookie Call is what it is. It's really our innovative book discovery platform that's cleverly disguised as a dating app. It's free to download on iOS and Android. And what you actually do is set yourself up with a profile, tell it the types of books you like to read, and Bookie Call... Uh, showcases books in a completely innovative way. It sort of turns them into dating profiles. So just like you would swipe right and go on a date with someone, you can swipe right and date a book. Yeah. Because let's face it, people suck. Date a book. Yeah. That should be a tagline. That somewhere. should be a tagline. You're actually wearing the t-shirt right now. Am I? Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. So that, that actually is a real company. You didn't just make that stuff up. Bookie call. <laughs> is like an awesome, cool app. It actually is. It's how we pay for the stuff around here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I know that you're looking at me like I don't know. I get it. I just think the proverbial audience doesn't know. Now you know. That's it. And knowing's half the battle. GI Joe. <laughs> if you like GI Joe or the show, do us a favor. Take a moment. Jump online and give us a rating and a written review. And I say rating, I mean, five stars would be cool. But you choose. You decide. If it's going to be lower than that, then just don't go there. Honestly, it would mean a lot to us. If you could just give us a few words uh, of encouragement, it's really more for self-edification for us. And if you need to look up the word edification, Brant, um, I could totally get that. Where are you? You're lost. I'm in the middle of trying to prop up people going online and your eyes are going. I'm going. Who who's on GI Joe's team? <laughs> I don't remember. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. That's right. actually on there. Is it Red Skeleton? Is the who's the who's the bad guy? I didn't watch GI Joe. Uh, I played with the stretch. Hey, on you know GI what? Joe when I was little. Don't give don't don't give us a review. Somebody just message us and tell us who the who, who, who the, the bad guy is. is. Who's the bad guy in GI Joe and who's on the team? That's all we want to know. That's really. I as mean, of today be useful. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Look, I think you should. And 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 uh, what else should they do? Well, they should go to CannibalKidsCancer.org and check them out and the amazing work they do at finding options for kids who've kids who've run out of options. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should go online right now, figure out how you can participate. Maybe you raise a little money. Maybe you give a little money. Maybe you volunteer at the local hospital, whatever it might be. But CannibalKidsCancer.org definitely has something for you to do. Yeah. And we love those guys. And listen, Absolutely. we know how busy you are. And stepping mm-hmm. away from life, even though it's you know early on in 2022 right yeah, now, well. you're trying to make your life better. And that's what the show is about. But you're probably doing two things at once. You're listening to the show. And trying to figure but I'm out guessing G.I. Joe's characters. You're probably going <laughs> online trying to find out who the characters are. That that might be one thing you're doing, but maybe. honestly, it yep. doesn't even matter what you're doing. It doesn't. As long as you're listening to us, it's cool. But you could be doing something else. Like maybe you're, like what? I don't know, assembling a gingerbread house. Maybe this you're sucks. waiting for the gynecologist to come back in the room. Uh-oh. <laughs> maybe you're <laughs> sipping chai tea what? on a rooftop bar. Maybe you're sipping chai tea waiting for the gynecologist to come back. Doesn't matter to us. We just want to be the half hour you've been looking for all week. Oh, man. Our guest today is my great friend, Trevor Hudson, who is a coach both in life and in sports. We're going to talk about that. And he's also a military veteran of 20 years. He is retiring from the Air Force this February, and he's also now a professional speaker and a podcaster. First and foremost, Trevor, welcome to Thoughts at Rock, man. Listen, man, is this what Valhalla looks like? I mean, I have made it with the Kings. I have really, ladies and gentlemen, it's so nice here. You just, you got to get here. If you're not on here, you don't understand how beautiful it is. Thanks for having me, Great start. Great start. We like it. We like it a lot. It's much nicer virtually. (laughs) Yes. That is. Because there's no bills. That's the truth. And we don't have smell-o-vision, which is great. That's right. That's right. I don't know where that what that means so listen we'll have trevor's full bio posted in the show notes highly encourage you guys to go and check it out he's got a a killer awesome extensive past but we did just want to point out a couple things first off uh, you know he started his career like i did at blockbuster video yes that's where uh, i got my starter at least one of my starts and he was making movie night recommendations and enforcing the uh which i remember quite often the please be kind and rewind policy. <laughs> remember those days, right, Trevor? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It was. Oh, I remember those rewind machines. If I show that to my kid right now, they may think it's like a, a foreign object or a space <laughs> aliens. Toy. Yes. Found those a dinosaur somewhere. So Trevor joined the Air Force in 2001 um, and really utilized his natural leadership abilities and his positive attitude on life to influence others around him um, and his role in the Air Force and really even I would say as uh, as a coach on the sidelines, he involved many facets of organizational leadership and development, which helped him create and manage teams and really rejuvenate underperforming programs. That's kind of his jam. During his time in the military, he and his teams have won multiple awards, you know, outstanding unit. He, actually, several times that happened. Clinic of the year, team of the year, personally won non-commissioned officer of the year. So just crushing it. You know, personally, but also as a team, um, he's got a master's degree in sports administration. And today, as I sort of alluded at the beginning, he facilitates various interactive topics, you know, including around change leadership and building resilient teams and performance and expectation management. A lot of what you would think. I think coming out of a, a military background, he's also the host of a weekly podcast called Hadrico Live 
which I was honored to be on. And, and Hadrika, you might have to explain to Brant where that word comes from. And he also <laughs> offers a leadership training program called Failure at the Start, which is an educational training. So, you know, again, I know we welcome you already to the show. Maybe, uh, m- maybe a little bit of an explanation as to how we get from Trevor Hudson to Hadrico Live. So listen, Hadrico came from, it's my Spanish side, I keep telling you guys. So I'm, <laughs> I'm born and raised in Miami, Florida. So yes. when you join the military, it, it seems that your first name goes away. I literally just got my first name back because I'm beginning to transition towards retirement. People start calling me Trevor and I start saying, who is who? that guy? Yeah, who? <laughs> Who's that Trevor guy? So the, the name Hadrico is going through so many renditions from Huddy to Hud to <laughs> T. Huddy to... I just got tired of so many. I said, I had to make a stand. And you know what? I had this beautiful Panamanian wife. So I, I embraced her culture and mine. I put it together and it was born. Yeah. Hadrico Live. I love it. I love it. It would be tough for you, Brand, if we took away your first name, which already people call you Brent, but then the last name, Menswar, like that would that would be tough. Listen. We need my, a mashup name. My Polish heritage would only make it worse. So, <laughs> uh, no. Yes. Yeah. Bratwurst. Bratwurst is Bratwurst. My... <laughs> That's your Bratwurst live. We can go with Branko. Yeah, just Branko. Some, oh, just put the co on the back. Branko. Branko. Branko live. Because like we don't want to go. We don't want people calling you menswear. That's the no. truth. No. And Trust that me. is. I'd be the I'd be the wealthiest man on the planet. Perhaps you've been to my (laughs) department in every store that exists. Yes. Yes. So uh, love it. Love it. So Hadrico, Trevor, we're going to call you both throughout the show, Uh, you know, versus the traditional interview style that you might hear on other podcasts. And you get it because you're a podcaster. But, you know, we like to service our audience. They love these awesome pieces of advice. So we're going to get right to that, my friend. We're just going to open the floor to you and just ask you flat out. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock, number one. Well, guys, first off, my thought that rocks is very simple. Failure is not the stopping point. It's the starting point. And it's just hmm. that simple. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. Where, where, where did that come from? Is that something that, uh, that, that is just sort of resonated in your own head? Is that your advice? Or did you get that from someone? You know, that came from... You know, when you read my bio, you read all these things that I accomplished. And, and I'm sitting here reading them like, you know what? You've, you've done yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but these are the things that we put on paper. What you don't see on that paper is how many times I didn't reach the mark. How many yeah. times I had to fall on my face. How many times I had to fail and what I like to call collect my stupid tax to get to where I needed to be. Sometimes you have to pay those stupid taxes and those stupid taxes are called failure. And we live in this world where everybody runs away from failure and they think, oh, if I fail, it's the worst thing in the world. But ladies and gentlemen, failure, is, that's the beginning. You have to fail before you succeed. Matter of fact, you don't even know what success is until you fail. That's literally the way it works. Yeah. I love it. I love that I have to now put stupid tax in the show notes. <laughs> We're going to explain to people what that is. That's that's a Hadrico original. I dig it. Boom. You know, when it comes down to the stupid text, you know, that's what it came down to. I feel like when you have to pay that bill for that lesson that you learned for being dumb, you know, yeah. when I was young and I thought buying Jordans and rims and clothes was the best thing and I didn't invest in myself, that was a stupid text. Yeah. When I thought I could get away with sneaking out of work early and I got caught time and time again, 
I paid that stupid tax a couple of times. You know, when you go through these certain things and these parts of failure, it's really what helps build you and make you the person that you truly are. Does this now make its way, I would guess, um, in the military? Is that something that you would talk about? I would assume in, in the way that you are as now even a life coach and a speaker, I would guess you sort of talk about that with your people. But do you think this is a, a, a common theme in the military where they talk about failure is okay, that we ought to lean into it? It's just the start. We're getting to something that's going to be so much greater down the road. Or do you think it really does take somebody like yourself? You've got to have that leadership you know, block on their shoulder to sort of push that down to the troops. You know, in the military and in life, here's the situation. Let's say... Jim, we just enlisted you, you know, you're, you're, you're airman knight and you're in the military and you got this guy trying to tell you about how to be great. But when you see him, you see this guy and he's airman of the quarter. He's won this award. And when you see him, he looks like this pristine individual. Now, I'm not saying that this young man or this young lady did not put in a lot of work to get to that point. But sometimes for a person like myself or some other people or yourself, airman knight, you may not resonate with that because you don't see the commonality. You don't see what this person's went through. So for myself, any time that I was able to talk to people, any time I was able to sit down with individuals, I had no shame, no fear, no, no apprehension about telling them, you know what? I didn't do this right. You know what else? I did get in trouble for that. You know what else happened to me? You know what? I tried this because I thought I was going to get away with it and I mm -hmm. didn't. But this does not determine who you are. I tell people all the time. I used to, for example, when I went to school, I used to have this little situation. I would sign up for a class. I would go the first week because the military had a rule. If you drop the class in the first week, you didn't have to pay the money back. So I would go in the class the first week and I would pull up the syllabus. And as soon as I saw how many papers I had to write, determine if I was going to keep this class, <laughs> I dropped this class. Boom. <laughs> Let's just say I dropped it like I was hot so many times. <laughs> you would think that I was on somebody's video somewhere. And one day, one of my airmen asked me, say, Sergeant Hudson, how many classes have you dropped? I say, I've probably dropped over 25 classes. And if I would have stopped dropping classes, I could have graduated years ago. And they're like, well, I, I bet you don't have your degree now. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Two associates, bachelors, and a master's. Because where you start don't matter. It all depends right. on that perseverance and where you're going to finish. Yeah. I guess my, so, my Grant, question. You failed a lot. What's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a great transition. <laughs> what a yeah, great exactly. way to throw in my man, Brant. Exactly. Take it from here, Brant. <laughs> As a uh, expert on failure. Uh, there we go. There we go. I guess my question is this, especially in the military. I would assume, I mean, every, you know, neither Jim or I have, have uh, had the fortune of, of serving. And so, you know, for us, a lot of our uh, experience comes from either friends that we know or, or unfortunately, movies or television shows that we watch. And we always hear this failure is not an option, right? And it's the sergeant screaming at people that failure is not an option and this is the way it's going to be. So sort of knowing that in the military, failure has and can have dire consequences um, in the wrong moment, I would assume that there has to be some sort of a thread of message that is, this is why we train. This is why we do all these drills and do all these things. Because if you're going to fail, you need to fail now, not when everything's on the line. Um, is that true? Or am I just 
conjuring up um, every television show that I that that I watch. Is, is have I watched Seal Team too many times? <laughs> Listen, you know what you you have not. But then a lot of times people don't think about this. That training that you're talking about, mm-hmm. that endless amount of training and training and training. You know why we train this way? It's because that failure has already happened, and they've learned from that to say, "Hey, this is how we need to prepare to prevent mm-hmm. ourselves from." From failing. As much as I tell people to embrace failure, that don't mean that I am infatuated and in love with success. Trust me, mm-hmm. th- success is my mistress and I keep cheating. I love her. <laughs> I mean, we just cannot break up. Not on my wife, because I love her to death. You're not getting me in trouble on this on this national syndicated stuff. No, 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 not happening. But what I'm saying is when you when you talk about some of those things you mentioned in the military, of course you never want to fail in certain situations. You never want to fail when you're in that foxhole, when you're in the yep. search, or when you're in the uh, hospital, because I worked in the hospital for a lot of years, mm-hmm. when you have somebody's life in your hands and you're trying to yep. make sure these things are happening and you're in an emergency room team, are you deployed and that casualty comes in? Nobody wants to fail. Yeah. But you have to understand something. It's a part of it in certain situations. Somebody had to be written about for us to learn through that history. Somebody had to go through that. Yep. But the thing is about that failure is the difference from failure and just being a failure is when you fail and you stay there. When you fall down and you just stay on the ground. Yep. I'm not telling you to stay on the ground. We don't. We ain't never staying on the ground. We're going to look at it, see what's down there, and get ourselves back up. And you learn from it. And when you go through the military, one thing, when Chief Wright was the chief master on the Air Force, shout out Chief Wright, was also a guest mm-hmm. on the show. Great guy. Definitely. Great awesome. great show you guys had with him as well. One thing that he talked about telling people was fail. Fail forward. Fail fast. Fail often. Just because it's you have to learn. And you have to go through some of these experiences to become who you are and what you're going to be because you don't know it immediately. You don't know if this is going to work. Everybody has a plan. Mike Tyson said the best. Everybody got a plan when they go in the ring until you get punched. <laughs> That's right. And, then, right. and we know Tyron Willie. No, no, I'm not even going to go there. Yes. Don't even no, go not. there, man. That was, <laughs> that was Apollo yeah. Creed. That was Apollo yeah. Creed straight down. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh. Oh. So I get, you know, we were just having this conversation, Trevor, um, with, with another guest about sort of the, the, these next generations, the Gen Y, the Gen Zs, who have not experienced failure to the level that maybe we have because they've been coddled, right? They, their parents don't want them to fail. They don't want them to, to feel bad about anything um, that they could possibly experience. Are you experiencing, I'm curious, in the military, are you experiencing sort of this this next generation of soldiers who come in, are they having a more difficult time with this concept of failure because they, they haven't had an opportunity to experience it maybe like, like we have or, or our parents or grandparents? You know, it's hard to speak for every airman, or airman sir, every soldier, every sailor, but I can tell you from the time that I deal with, you definitely see a change because the military has kind of changed in certain senses. It's, mm-hmm. it's kinder, mm-hmm. it's nicer, it's gentler because you have to find a build these buffers for people to be able to succeed, yeah. and people to be able to kind of learn and flourish and not be afraid of failure. Yeah. But I'll take it even one further. I'm a, you know, we're gonna go into, into the Hadrico halls here. This is it. I, I am blessed to have three amazing boys. Love them to death, love them like a fat kid, love cake. I may not like them all the time, <laughs> but I love them to death. <laughs> yeah. And when I grew up, I didn't have much. You know, my mother did what she could, but we just didn't have what we can have. We didn't have what we didn't have. So me and my wife have worked really hard to make sure that we're able to provide them things that we didn't necessarily have. 
But then the age old question is, have I done too much for you? Have I done too much to where I prevented you from not having to go through some of those same struggles? But then yet I want to tell you life is hard as I take you around in the Tesla into the hood saying, son, it's tough out here. Look at it. Look at this. Don't go out here. And they politely lock the door with their cell phone. So, you know, and I'm not saying that that is necessarily the case, but as parents, you go through it. So even not necessarily just in the military. I think we do it as a natural thing as human beings, as parents, you want to give more, you want to do better, and you don't want your kids to take some of those same failures that you had. But then you come to realize as you do it long enough, he or she has to learn from his failure. Because I can tell you all day long, and the kids say, oh, dad, it's not like that. It's not like it was back in the day. And every time they say it, I'd be wanting to karate chop them. Don't tell them something back in the day. But that failure is, it's a, it's a, personal mission and i tell people all the time that failure and success they live in the same neighborhood you just don't know which door to knock on Mm -hmm. and you got to find the right house to get to the right thing that you're looking for and get away that most devastating thing which is fear Mm -hmm. i know for a fact though because you share a lot of stuff on social media and i know you've got great kids i think didn't your son just win state championship in football you know, you've, you've got so many great things going on and it kind of goes back to what Brant was saying. And, and we've shared this often. I think everything is learned behavior. Mm-hmm. And so I agree with you, Brant, saying, you know, I just think things perhaps are a little bit different because they're not learning it from somewhere. You should have learned this from your parents, from school, from your friends, from religion, you know, whatever. By the time you get to either join the military or be a 19, 20 year old at a job, you are the way you are. And it's because of these things that are in the past. And I think I can just tell from you, Trevor, I think in you talking through and sharing with your kids that failure is okay. And and just like Chief Wright said, you should do it often and fast and get past it as long as you're learning from it and you're not just repeating the same things. It's an awesome trajectory to be on. It just makes in our world, it makes the encore that much sweeter mm-hmm. when you go through life's, you know, tough challenges and strife and obstacles and all those things. So, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but I think the reason that your kids are so good and they're prepared, unlike what we were just talking about with a previous guest, is because they've <laughs> learned that they're getting they're getting this great leadership from you. Well, I would be remiss if I it's it's, it's, it's a two man show. It's between me and the missus, man. The wife yeah. does a great job with the kids as well. Brownie yeah. points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. um, she, but she really does. She really does a good job of keeping on them because one thing that we always say in our house is more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. You know, these kids, they catch what you do more than what you're trying to teach them yeah, because they're going to look for you to see that failure. They're going to look to see what happens when dad goes through a hard time. How is he going to rebound? When mom does go through a hard time, how is she going to rebound? And when it comes down to, like I mentioned before, a lot of things with failure, people are afraid of it. They yeah. fear it. They are afraid of a lot of things. And people ask me all the time, Hudson, how did you get this? How did that happen? How would this, how did you, there is no way that you were able to come up with this. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna tell y'all the secret. I hope no young kids are listening. But when I found out Santa Claus wasn't real, nothing else pretty much hurt my feelings. So therefore the word no has no power over me. When you say no, it doesn't mean that that's the end of my world. So I'm going to ask the question. I'm the guy who's going to walk up to, I'm the guy who's going to meet somebody in the, in the street randomly. I meet up and walk up to Denzel Washington. Everybody's going to say, hey, can I get a picture? I'm going to say, hey, can I be your next movie star? I heard you found somebody <laughs> in the grocery store before. Yeah. 
You know, I'm the guy who's going to walk up to that to walk up to the strange person that, that other people are like, oh, my gosh, do you know who that is? I'm like, hold on. Let me go talk to him. Let me ask him to see if, what, what can happen from this, because I'm a firm believer is until you hear that word. No, you never yeah. know. And yeah. people fear that failure of what if they say no? What if I don't do well? What if I do this? Because we've also built a society that allows you to quit on everything. Literally, everything is quittable. Yeah, I started a diet. Somebody gave me a cookie on Monday. Oh, diet's over. I got to wait till next week because I had that one cookie. That one cookie threw me off. Oh, yeah. I don't like being married. I can get a divorce. I mean, every, literally, you can't tell me something that you can't quit other yeah. than listening to thoughts that rock and Hudrick go live. Yeah, you can't right. do that. That's one. right, Bill. Yeah, you Bill. like that? Boom. I did. Right See? in the middle of the episode. Didn't need to wait till the end. I love it. it. But people love to quit things and people have to understand that quitting ain't the answer. Failure is the answer. It's about perseverance. It's about getting going. And it's about meeting your new best friend. And I know we're supposed to do one thought and I keep giving so many of them, but your new best friend, you know who, you know what their name is? It's adversity. It's always going to be there. It's never going to go away. Even when times are hard, (laughs) that's when they show up the most and they never quit. Adversity is going to always happen. Yeah. But you got to learn how to conquer it. So, Brant, Trevor uh, doesn't understand the concept. He's given us way too much advice. You know, I will say this. I just saw some uh, video uh, of you, Trevor. You were in, I want to say it was in a high school auditorium. And and there were thousands of kids in there. And it's amazing because I can share Brant knows this. For whatever reason, high school um, is not my audience. You know, it's mostly <laughs> business people and CEOs. And so I, I sort of put myself in the camp of I, I'm an educational speaker. You know, like I'm trying to teach and, and you know, very specific tactical things is, is sort of what I focus on, where I look at both of you are really in the motivational area. I do know that you motivated thousands of people and you even talked about overcoming failure. And, uh, you know, we can keep going on the conversation, but I know it's probably also a good time to go ahead and bring up this quote of what our thought was, which is from uh, Charles Barkley. And he's, this was our thought basically of the week that, that fits with yours, Trevor. He said, if you are afraid of failure, you don't deserve to be successful. Mm. And, and what he, I mean, obviously, since you already go in there, he's talking about, you know, only those who are willing to accept the hard emotions that come along with failure will be those who get a chance to enjoy the good feelings of that real, true, genuine success. So, like I said, it just makes the end game so much more awesome. So, you know, maybe for both of you, and I'll, I'll start with you, Brant, you know, the work that you do, which is motivational, it is inspirational. I mean, tr- you know, Hadrika, you may not know this, but Brant was listed in the top 10 of motivational speakers in the country. And you look at that and go, that's pretty amazing out of all the motivational speakers yes. out there. You know, I, I would assume first Brant, then Trevor, f- overcoming failure and obstacles is a part of that, right? Because the people that you talk to, they're looking to make their personal and maybe their professional lives better, right? Well, you hope so. Um, but what I would tell you is that m- most of them, where where it may be a, a an idea or a dream for them to make their lives better, um, most of them never actually put in the effort to, to, to change it. Yeah. And that, that becomes the first issue is it's one thing to have a dream or to, to, you know, think that your life can be better. It's another thing to actually put in the, the work to make it happen. You mm-hmm. know, I, uh, just, just looking at the quote and, and knowing 
Mr. Turble, uh, Charles, Charles Barkley, uh, you know, this idea, if you're afraid of fail, you don't deserve to be successful. So, you know, I, uh, Trevor, the interesting thing, Jim and I were asked to speak at a, at a, um, junior achievement group at a high school recently on, on, uh, sort of sequential weeks. I did one week and then Jim did the next and, you know, one of those weeks were good. Well, thank you. Um, and well, no, I'm freely. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. It was a it was an interesting thing because, as Jim said, really neither one of us. Uh, I, I thought that I had a better shot than he did because I knew that he was going to be talking about culture and and you know business and these things that have made him a successful entrepreneur. And a lot of these kids just hadn't had the life experience yet to really know. Right. Um, for me, I knew I was in trouble when they asked me like you know what type of music do you listen to and i said i, I like old school hip-hop i mean i grew up in the in the 80s you know late 70s early 80s listening to old school and they were like oh you mean biggie and i'm like if you think biggie is old school hip-hop we got a problem um because he is not even close to old school hip-hop under any circumstances or i i I just wasted my my uh, late teens and early twenties on on acts that you are unfamiliar with, no. and, then, and then the teacher told us these students start, you know, some of their essay uh, that they write with with the phrase in the late nineteen hundreds, and I'm like, you want to feel old. Oh, wow. um, you know they're writing they're writing stories that start in the late 1900s like it's the horse and buggy times and and i think that you know this idea of being afraid you know when neither one of us were we did we said yes because of our relationship with the executive director and we love her and we care about her and we care about the work we're doing and we care about the, the future of these kids. But man, it was an uncomfortable scenario for us to, to be in an auditorium full of kids who didn't get the references, didn't understand because we're, we're talking about things that happened 20 years ago and they weren't even born yet, you know? And so for, for us to be able to put ourselves in that scenario, we did it willingly knowing that we were probably going to fail, that it's going to probably be a shit show of, of <laughs> ultimate proportion here, um, which is pretty much what it was. Uh, but we still did it because without that, how do we know? How do we know how to communicate or talk to, to this next generation? Because if we only focus where we're comfortable, if we're only preaching to the choir, if you will, um, then, then what are they really going to learn? You know, they've all heard it all before. So for us, it was good to see this new perspective, to hear about what they really care about about um, because I don't think it was what either of us thought it was going to be. Um, and, and, you know, there's a, a, a book written recently by a, it's a piece of fiction by Nathan Monk um, called, uh, what is it here? I have it right here. All Saints Hotel and Cocktail Lounge. And, and it's a piece of fiction, but, but Nathan Monk was a priest for eight years uh, who left the priesthood and became an author. And, you know, one of the things that we read about the book is that there's a lot written about this generation who grew up in the early 2000s, but not a lot written by that generation. Mm. So we have a lot of opinions of of that generation, but we've rarely heard from the horse's mouth. And, and I, you know, I feel like that's why both Jim and I decided to go ahead and do this anyways, is that we wanted to hear from from them. We wanted to hear what what resonated and what didn't, because every year that we get up on another stage and speak to another group the group gets younger and younger and younger and if we don't 
open our eyes to to what they're thinking about and what their struggles are, then we become irrelevant. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and so I, I feel like that's part of putting yourself in that not afraid to fail, um, because if we want to be successful three years from now, we have to know what they're thinking today, not not three years from now. Which was the big learning. Well, actually, two out of there. One is I, I should have made mine more participatory. I should have put it more on them, get it more interactive versus it just, you know, one-sided message. And the other is next time, because I don't, I want to learn from my mistakes. I'll just say yes. And then call Trevor and send him instead. <laughs> I'm out. I, mean, I can't because I, believe me, he's, he's phenomenal <laughs> in front of these big groups. Yes. I love it. You know, honestly, first off, thanks. And I, I am available. Hadrico, come to a school <laughs> near you. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it show notes, show notes. Yes. But you know, you mentioned a great point, you know, that Charles had, you know, if, if you're not willing to fail, you, you don't deserve to be successful. Right. And you have to go at it. See, everybody is allowed to dream. Everybody. There's no, there's no rule to it, but see, nobody wants to do the work and see, that's the other side of it. See, there's two sides of that equation. And when you want to have that success, that requires some work, but it's easy to say, man, I can't wait to be rich. You know, I can't wait to have this six pack. I can't wait to be a rock star. I can't wait to be the next singer. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And by all means, listen to me. You out there, dream on. Dream mm -hmm. on. See that? See that? <laughs> yeah. That's dream nice. On. We like nice. it. See? Nice. Nice. I be coming out of nowhere with these things, man. You know, go for it. <laughs> Write it down. Have at it. But I will tell you, how about this? Be just as dreamy, as excited about that success that you can have. And don't worry about who's going to tell you that you can't do it. What yeah. your mind's telling you. You know, I remember you guys, you had an episode with, with Leslie and she came on. She talked about how you have to write that letter to yourself. Yep. You have to write that letters to that inner loser, you mm -hmm. know, that, that, but you have to also tell that loser at the same time. No, this isn't just a dream. This is about to be my reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when it comes down to speaking to those crowds, speaking to the youth, you know, Brent, I don't know if Jim told you this. He like, I called Jim it was about two years, almost two, almost about two years now. And I was like, Hey, uh, I want to do what you do. Tell me about it. And he was, he just started telling me this stuff and, you know, he hooked me in with all these magical things he kept telling me. And I thought, I just knew right then I was going to be ET by next week. Yeah. Don't, you know what? It don't work that way, but you know yeah. what's funny? I'm enjoying the journey. I'm enjoying the process. I'm enjoying the, to getting my feet wet and getting things going. Because in my opinion, the speaking world has just not met the, the next great thing. LeBron yeah, yeah. is right here on your show right now, fellas. <laughs> Yeah. The world's got to realize it. Yeah. Yes. You got to have that type of swagger. I think all these episodes I'm tying in right here. You got to have are. that fear to not fail. And you yeah. got to be willing to get after it. If you want to be that leader that rocks, if you want to. Yeah. Man, how, how many can you put in? I love Come on, it, man. Right? I love Don't Come be on, the black four. sheep. Be the guy oh, who gosh. wins. Come on, man. I just, now you've I, gone too far. Now it's too much. That's too, too much, much adoration. At the, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, like you mentioned before, when you get in front of these crowds, because people will ask that, how can you sit there and talk in front of all those people? That's how are you not nervous? I tell people all the time, I'm I'm nervous to the first word come out of my mouth. As soon as I say hello, I'm like, well, I'm here now. Time yeah, to yeah. show up and show out. Yeah. And you got to just be willing to step, take that advantage. And when you mentioned how times have changed, the younger generations, believe it or not, as much as we talk about, they don't do this, they don't do that. They're the ones who are going to listen to motivational speakers. There's the one who want to listen to that, that little pick me up, you know, on my Instagram page, I put out a motivational po post 
Half the high school kids are the ones who are retweeting it and liking it. And I'm just giving them a 30 second spiel about something positive that they can put into their day. Mm -hmm. So it's not all about TikTok mm -hmm. and the foolishness that you can do. But I won't TikTok too. But <laughs> it's it's about making sure that you're getting that message across and just that you're you're conquering that thing called failure and you're eliminating fear. Fear doesn't mean what you think it means. It means face everything and rule over it. That's yeah. what you have to do. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Yep. Yep. You know, it's uh, it's funny because, you know, first I'll tell you this, Brant. I don't know if you knew this, but Trevor was one of the guys that was – you were in Ramstein for a while, right, in yes, Germany? Sir. So he was stationed there, and and I don't remember how many countries we're now in mm -hmm. in, in our podcast. I want to say it's like 160, something like that. Not yep. as many as what we're doing with Buki Call, but we're all over the map. Yep. And slowly and surely, Germany kept edging up in our, in our slot. It'll probably always be in the U.S., but – Germany over other English speaking countries yep. moved into the number two slot. I think they're still there because yep. I think of that air force base. And yep. that was the beautiful thing. I want to say it was probably um, chief Riley who oh. she just, she resonated with the show and started putting it out there to some of her uh, direct reports. And I think then it just would have filtered down, including yourself. That's how we met ultimately mm -hmm. is by that air force base, taking thoughts at rock underneath their arm and, uh, moved it into the number two slot. We have more people listening there than any other country on the planet other than the U.S. It's crazy. Look how that coffee bean has grown. Yeah. That <laughs> oh, good God. Another episode. I'm telling you. There's so many insights here. Oh, my I God. Just, come on, man. Come on. Well, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, first I'll, I'll say this. Um, again, the work that you do, I think – I, I think you're going to make it, brother. We've just got to figure out a way to get you out of your shell. That's the only thing is hopefully you can overcome your. Now, there's a really good, there's a really good, um, you know, if, if you're a fan of scripture, you know, there's a great Proverbs out there, Proverbs 24, that talks actually about this. I was trying to look for something that talks about failure, and there's a lot actually in the Bible to get to success. But the one that has really always resonated me with me is this Proverbs. For the righteous falls seven times and rises again but the wicked stumbles in times of calamity. And so even, you know, again, if you're, if you're a believer at all, you go, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of wisdom in this book that has been just passed down over the test of times. And even they're saying, listen, the person who's going to make it, the one who will be more righteous, the one who will absolutely succeed has to fail multiple times. And I, I don't know, I could be corrected here between the three of us. I can't think of a single leader that doesn't talk about the things that she or he has failed at before they got to where they were. Nobody that I can think of, maybe a Kardashian has been handed, you know, a silver spoon and they got to where they are. Like if you're a true leader, impact and influence is what drives probably the three of us certainly isn't money. 
um, you, you've got to fail multiple times and be okay with talking about that. That's how we all learn, right? Yeah, definitely. That's true. And people have, and I believe it's a piece of commonality that people find in you. When people say, you know what, this guy did it and he was able to go through this. That young lady did it and she was able to go through that. Yeah, people inspiring. look for examples and it can be expiring, you know, uh, inspiring. You, you look at some of these other people that come out and people want to hear, believe it or not, we live in a world where people want to hear your tragedy yeah. and see what you did with it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we, we live in a world where people walking around wanting to live. People talking about, I don't like scary movies. Yes, you do. It's, it's on TV every day. It's called the news. It's called your neighbors. It's called the neighborhood. It's everywhere you go. Co-host. People, you know, it could be. It could be. Poor, poor brand. I'm sorry. You got to go through this. <laughs> but Every at day. the end of the day, it's Every all about day. conquering. It is. It is. You know, I think that there's a big difference between inspiration and motivation, right? And I and we talk about this quite a bit. You know, in, inspiration is external and motivation is internal. And, and, you know, people on one hand will look at some sort of external thing that happens and they try to use it as, as inspiration to change their behavior or to go after whatever it is that they want. But inspiration is fleeting and it's why we need it constantly. It's why we need to watch that 30 second inspirational video. It's why we need to read that inspirational passage from the Bible. It's why we have to keep keep continually feeding ourselves inspiration because there's an expiration date uh, on inspiration for, for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. what, what people have to realize is that motivation is really what they should be focusing on because motivation is all about behavior change and it's internal and it's why we do the things we do. So don't, don't buy that bathing suit. That's two sizes too small and hope that you're going to fit into it by the time summer comes around. That's that inspiration is fleeting and the chances of you achieving your goal are, are very slim. But if you start understanding yourself and the reasons why you do what you do, and you start to dig deeper into those, those true motivators for all of us, you give yourself so much better of a chance. And, and, and those motivators are wrapped up in a bunch of failure. They're, they're wrapped up in discovering these things because sometimes you have to fail to discover what truly motivates you. And if you stop yourself or you have a parent stopping yourself from experiencing failure because they don't want you to feel bad or they want to coddle you in some way, shape or form, you've got to, you, you got to face those things. You've got to be willing to fail. And, and, and when you do, um, you really give yourself the best opportunity to find that proper motivation that's going to get you to where you want to be. And so that would be my two cents and a half. I love it. I mean, I was good. That was dope. I'm, I'm, I'm inspired right now. In Canada, <laughs> it's worth like at least five cents. It's worth at least <laughs> five cents. C-A-D, <laughs> baby. So, so Trevor, uh, you know, very exciting for you coming up in February as you retire and you make that transition now from, you know, the, the more structured military life, even though I know you said just the, the military in general and the Air Force has sort of taken on a little bit of a different approach. But here you are now, you're going to be in, in corporate life in corporate America and as a speaker and, and a podcaster, maybe an author one day. Um, what, what, what's next for you? Because we'd love to send people your way to check out a little bit more about you and stay connected with you. Where, where can we do that? And tell us what's next for you. Well, first off, you can always stay connected with me. My, I have Instagram, TikTok, uh, my YouTube page, all of them. I'm going to keep it simple. It's at Hadrico Live. We kept it simple. So that way everybody can easily find me. It's H-U-D-R-I-C-O. Um, 
and it's not Hudrico. Everybody gets Hudrico, but it's Hudrico. But don't worry. That's, Hudrico, yes. There you go. Um, but that's where you can definitely find me at. And then the website is almost done. We're working on something real special. Just wait, Joe. I've been working on this thing for a minute now. I got a couple of people behind the scenes. When, when it comes, boom, but we coming. But you can definitely find me there. And I'm that guy who, if you DM me, if you send me a message, I will reply. I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Hudrico Live. Um, as far as for bookings, for as far as if you need somebody to come speak, the failure that starts education, of course, that I do, you can reach me through all these outlets. My email is at hudricolive at gmail.com. So there's many multiple ways to reach me. As far as what's next, the beautiful thing is, Jim, I'm just conquering life day by day. You yeah. know, I'm working at the high school, helping out with, with teaching. I'm doing that as a skill bridge. I'm still doing the life coaching. You I'm are still okay. speaking. I'm the podcast we're about to really get started. I tried to start season two and I realized, okay, I'm still in football season. Football yeah. season takes a lot of time, but now that that's kind of down, I started sending out calendars. So the Hadrico Live podcast is going to get back on its normal role. So really somehow people get 24 hours in a day, but I believe God blesses me with 27 because I don't know how I get some of this <laughs> stuff done. And my poor wife, she's probably like, leave that pot, get out of there, get out of that podcast room. <laughs> but you know what? You got to put in the work to get to what you want. And as far as the speaking engagements, I'm just always taking up as many opportunities as I can to get an opportunity to speak. You know, it's funny. I always wanted to get into the corporate world and speak to those different people. But it keeps finding me is the youth, high yeah, school, great. teenager. Awesome. And it's, it's almost like, you know, I remember you used to tell me, you got to find your niche. You got to find your niche. What, what is going to be your target? And I always thought my target was going to be speaking into these grown people. But you know what? I keep getting sent back to, hey, can you come speak to our school? Yeah. Hey, can you come speak to these high schoolers? Can you come yeah. speak? Can you come work with these kids? Yeah. Can you come be life coach for my my seventeen year old? Yeah. So you know what? I don't, I don't run away from blessings. I just embrace them. So hey, if you need me, I'm there. Hadrico Live is always available 366 on a leap year. So <laughs> that's true. Let me know. <laughs> well, I can tell you from personal experience, just in the time that we've known each other, um, there is no doubt. People in the audience, when you go and look at you know, your past, your trajectory. I think I always knew from the time that I met you that you were going to have some greatness. You, you had some cool things that were going to be in front of you and having none of this set in stone between the podcast to speaking, none of that. And now you're conquering all of that. That's just a couple of years. It goes all the way back to, I think, just the hard work ethic and your own commitment and passion you know, I can't be more happy for you, brother. I mean, we, you know, I've, I've been talking about you with Brant for a while and we're so thankful that you came on here and gave us a few chuckles and and obviously you know 20 thoughts that rock but uh we'll, we'll gobble them love up it. my friend we, we we love it notes that rock you know so you gotta, yes. <laughs> switch it up man. but you know first off to you and brent jim you know you've been a mentor of mine for so long and brent so honestly so great to meet you finally you know we i've listened to you guys and listened to some of the things you guys have done so to be on your show is is truly an honor and i'm a privilege and i can't wait to put it out i'm like hey y'all check this out i'm I'm big time now. I'm fancy now. I'm, I'm fancy. I've made it. But you know, it's truly a, a great opportunity just to spread the message, man, and let people know because you never know who you influence and you never know who listens. And in, in regards True. to trying to take that progression and that upward trend, you don't know what show, what episode, or what thing is the thing that turns everybody on to who you are. So you know what? You take advantage of every opportunity because opportunities don't go away, they just go to other people. 
That's Sorry, true. Okay, that's the last one. I love it. That's the last one. All right, 21. 21 thoughts at rock. Love that's it. it. All right, buddy. Listen, we're going to keep uh, keep an eye on you and keep watching your journey. You keep crushing life uh, as you always do. And uh, congratulations again on uh, on 20 years of uh, protecting and serving this country and impacting and influencing other people. That means uh, quite a bit to us. Thank you. It's an honor and a privilege to do it. And I'm excited to see what the next chapter holds. All right, my brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, bud. Rock on. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on! Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to StoicismPod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.